Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Hustle and Heart. This is Sophie Wang, and we have my co-host who I totally forgot to introduce last week, but it's it's completely fine on the pod. Hi, my name is Chinmai Sakari. I am now Sophie Wang's co-host for Hustle and Heart. I'm so happy to be here these past two weeks. Awesome, and we have a, a guest as usual, the lovely Michaela Geyer. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> You want to say anything else? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, my name's Michaela. I know you guys from Woman in Business, and I'm excited to have a little life chat today. Yeah, chat. Um, as usual, we're going to start with our highs and lows. Okay, so my high this week has definitely been accepting the bid from Phi Chi Theta for the business for us. So yeah, Woo! for the past two weeks, I've been... Rushing for business threats, I finally decided to do it this semester and stick through with it because I'm a second semester sophomore and I've really been trying to find a community here at IU and I feel like this is the best way to find people with my interests, my passions, and then also personality, getting to know them on a closer level. Um, So yeah, there's been like less of a confusion. I've resolved these conflicts with getting the bid and accepting the bid from Phi Chi Theta. And then my low is, uh, this sounds weird, but... I saw Les Mis last night, mm-hmm. and my low was realizing how uninvolved I was in just being involved in the arts this week. Because I usually keep myself in touch with... I'm a theater person. I did theater in high school, as you guys know. Yeah. But I just realized how this week I wasn't really in touch with listening to a lot of the songs or just doing something a little more artistic to get myself back into the, that world. So seeing Les Mis really was an eye-opener. It was in a great way, but I think my low has been realizing how distant I've been with getting into the arts and listening to certain types of musicals or taking certain acting classes. So just keeping that in mind this next week and acting on it. Would want to, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to get caught up in, like, your own like environment and school that like sometimes we forget about like our hobbies or things that like kind of recharge mm-hmm. us but maybe take more effort to like yeah you know sure. be involved in yeah um okay so my low was so on Thursday um I already told Mick but it was just the busiest day of my spring semester and I'm gonna tell you the itinerary even though you probably don't care <laughs> so I started off um with an exam at 11:15, which was fine and then in between my class I worked on an assignment that was due at 5 30 p.m because it just was like that then I went to my second class then after that I had an informational call that I literally ran to SPIA to then after that I had my third class and after that I finished up my 5 30 p.m assignment also then I had my fourth class and then right after my fourth class I had an informational call at 7 p.m then I literally booked at home to 924 East Atwater. I don't know why I just said my whole address. <laughs> Ignore that. And then I freaking had another informational call at 9 p.m. Can you imagine? Oh Who wants, why? It's fine. Um, and then I had an interview on Friday. So then I literally like was prepping for that until like 1 a.m. And then, yeah, so, you know, not a fan. And <laughs> as Michaela said earlier, like we all have choices. So I guess I could not, I could have like, not made that my day but it's over now so that's that um my high would be um 
I would say on Tuesday, I grabbed coffee at Soma with a friend who already graduated. And we did this thing where he gave me a book to read last semester called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And great book. And then I was going to return it to him during this coffee chat. And he like surprisingly just brought me a new book to read. So we just swapped and like now we're just going to keep in touch. And like, I don't know, I think that's like really (laughs) nice. So I'm excited to read this new book. It's about sleep and like how to like maximize your sleep efficiency. So cool. I don't know. That is an amazing book. I feel really. Yes. Yeah. It's Um, important. Sleep is so important. I feel like Especially since it's, well, what, into the second quarter of the semester. Yeah. Can you guys believe that? Crazy. Yeah. Um. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm graduating. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, wild. Yeah. Yeah, while. But, like yeah. 90 days? Ah. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my highs and lows. So, my high definitely was my choreographic rehearsals so currently I'm working with two dancers and creating a dance for them which is super fun and I'm can also you describe what the choreographic is yeah so okay. choreographic basically is this show that the Jacobs School of Music puts on through the ballet department so I think there's about 30 of us choreographing and then I think like 15 to 20 of us will get our pieces chosen so right now I'm just working with two dancers and I'm also writing the music that I'm creating the dance to. So it's really interesting to go through that creative process and sometimes I make the choreography and then I write music specifically for it, which is kind very, of fun. Very cool. So that went really well and my low would just be the general exhaustion of this week. I think sometimes I'm so tired that it's hard to do anything to my fullest extent because you're just like so exhausted you're just trying to get through the day so on the theme of sleep (laughs) I think I need a little bit more of that (laughs) that's it yeah I completely agree I think for me it's just been going to my classes and going straight to Wells right after because I realize how I need to be in like a more productive environment for me to do the work and if that means like grabbing a small cup of coffee to get me through those two hours I will I will do it. I mean, um, I've been also lacking a lot of sleep because of interview process, exams, projects, everything. And so catching up on sleep on the weekends is so weird. Sleeping <laughs> in makes me more tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because your body's yeah. like, oh, sleep? Yeah. Who is she? Yeah, yeah, it makes you feel more lethargic. Like, you just wake up and you're, like, more droopy and it's harder to get through the day. Yeah. But I think... A goal for me that I've been trying to work on is getting up relatively around the same time on the weekends as I would for my early morning classes during the week. So then I don't feel as tired during those school days and also on the weekends I don't feel as tired and it balances out. And then hopefully that'll make me fall asleep earlier at night too. Good plan. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's a plan. (laughs) We'll see if it works. Yeah. Well, I know you mentioned that this is with Jacobs, um, specifically with the ballet program, and we kind of, we both know about how you (laughs) kind of got into that, but um, it was a process, and it happened your junior year, so can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So, I'm a senior in Kelly right now, but last year, after I'd finished my I-Corps semester, it was in my second semester of junior year, and... I kind of just realized that 
I didn't want to live my life with regret and I knew I would regret not trying to get into Jacobs. Now there were like a couple of issues with this. First of all, <laughs> um, just a few. I don't really think Jacobs normally takes juniors. And then kind of another caveat to that is um, that I also hadn't danced in three years. Yeah. Which is kind of an issue when you're trying to get into the ballet department. Um, <laughs> Those muscles fade fast. <laughs> they really do. Um, but, you know, I just walked in there to an elective ballet class and kind of said my piece. I said, I really want to become a ballet major. I know this is insane. I know you guys don't do this, like, but please hear me out. I will do anything. And eventually, you know, two weeks later, I was in the program. So... Wow. Yay. It was wow. It was pretty It was definitely very scary and very painful because I hadn't danced in three years and then just going from like zero to a hundred. Um and I honestly wasn't sure that I was gonna get in, but I did make a vow to myself that if they didn't give me an audition or if they just decided they weren't gonna take me after I auditioned actually was going to reschedule all my Kelly classes so that I could wait outside the door of the chair of the ballet department every day for the rest of the year until she let me in. <laughs> so, wow! I, I had like, no was, idea. Yeah, so I was very <laughs> determined to get in. Um, I mean, it worked out yeah. the way you wanted to because, <laughs> I mean, it, you talked about manifestation yeah, a bit ago. Yeah, manifestation. I mean, if you really believe in something, you really stick through with it. The world, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's so. What was the most difficult part of that process? And even after getting in, kind of yeah. balancing ballet and Kelly. business classes. Like, come on now, <laughs> the two top schools. No. Like, <laughs> um. So I guess the most difficult part of those kind of two weeks when I was trying to get in was just dealing with my own self doubt and. Obviously, a lot of people had kind of told me that I couldn't do it as well, Um, or that, Mm. like, it's not possible, like, you think you're going to get into Jacobs as a junior, like, good luck, you know? Like, friends would tell you, or, like, random people? Just kind of, like, random, (laughs) like, if I ever was to talk about it. Um, There's just a lot of skepticism, so I think battling with that, and then battling with my own self-doubt, like, who am I to think that I can do this crazy thing? I'm sure we all can relate Mm -hmm. to Uh, so that was pretty difficult and then once I got in it was just insane because after going from not dancing for so long into (laughs) full force ballet major life and then I was doing Kelly in the morning and then one of my Kelly classes was during my Jacobs classes so I would leave Jacobs during the day to go to Kelly, run back to Jacobs, or sometimes I would go to a different section of the Kelly class to like not miss. It was just so crazy. I was always just like running around like a little crazy nugget trying to survive. But I think that was probably one of the first times in my college experience when I actually felt like I was being authentic Mm. and true to myself and true to what I actually wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to ask, um, how does it feel now looking back on your experiences? Because I know in the moment they seemed like they were crazy, but mm -hmm. do you think that there was a purpose to it and that it has kind of followed through? Yeah, it's completely changed my life and I think it's also helped me grow so much as a person because I left dance on really bad terms. I struggled with anorexia through high school yeah. um, and a lot of it was from pressures from my teachers like, telling me to lose weight, all that kind of stuff, um, like being shamed for the way that my body looked and then once I was really, really small yeah. being praised for it. And I think just being able to come back as myself, the way that I am, feeling very healthy and also with a renewed sense of confidence that honestly the business school gave me. Wow. Yeah. Because for a long time, I put a lot of value in myself as like, I'm good at dance and I'm skinny and like these are the only good things about me but once I didn't have that anymore and I came to Kelly yeah. I really had to rebuild my identity yeah. around you know what me just trying to be a good person like that's enough I don't need to be anything else for anyone yeah yeah I feel like earlier when you touched on like being like this feels right I feel authentic to myself I'm starting to have those moments mm -hmm. like in my life um and it's it's amazing because it's like no matter how tired you are, if you're pushing towards a greater vision, that's what keeps me going. And I've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Like for me, when I was doing the group exercise, mm -hmm. like training um, and balancing that with i and recruiting and the Women of Web Art Gallery and all that sort of thing, it was such a t like a hectic time. But I was like, this goal is worth it. And I'm like... I'm being driven internally versus by external factors. Yes. And at the end of the day, once I got past that period and I came out, I would like to say on top, I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> like, I feel authentic to myself. And I know that maybe not everyone would want to do this. And they might look at me and be like, why are you putting yourself in this position? Or why mm -hmm. would you take the time to do those things? But like, I did it for me and I felt authentic to myself. And that is a feeling that is like so so empowering mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah um going back on what you said about identity I really resonated with that because coming out of senior year I don't think I left theater on good terms mm -hmm. and I don't think going into the business school was a good adjustment for me right after theater like arts to business is it's hard it's, it's hard tough. yeah it is a completely different mindset it's about the results the facts numbers being more analytical versus I don't know the word for being thinking artistically or thinking through a different perspective I feel like that's how it was adjusting my lens like my perspective on things um but I think what got me through is like I guess hard work or just taking it one day at a time mm. because when I was trying to get into Kelly I would just get up and be like today's another day of me trying to get into Kelly mm -hmm. so just getting up going to study and then going to my classes and just getting through it is what helped me and now I am like second year sophomore year I am adding on to that layer of getting through it but also discovering myself while getting through mm -hmm. it yeah. so it's it's opened up a new like kind of like layer into my like sense of self sense of self yeah and I know that it's not going to happen magically 
it's going to take a couple months or a year for me to get where I am. So as long as it does happen, looking back on it, I trust myself that it will happen in the future with whatever I said about being more involved in the arts or trying to find myself through that. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I think also once you like establish this like stronger sense of identity and then after Jacobs being a ballet major and like going into the summer, how did you decide to navigate that? Yeah, so (laughs) it was a difficult decision to not do an internship because junior year of Kelly, there's a lot of pressure to take an internship. So much. uh, Which I hope none of you guys ever feel because you really can do anything. It's just Kelly tells you you can't or you should do something else. So I decided, you know what, I'm not going to take an internship. I'm going to stay in Bloomington over the summer, and I'm going to dance. I'm going to train. And it just felt like that's what I needed. I needed a little bit of time to just reflect. Like, I had just gone through this whirlwind semester of being thrown into Jacobs and doing Kelly, and I just needed to kind of process all that stuff that had just happened. Um, So I danced at the summer intensive through Jacobs for a month, and at that time, I wrote a song yeah <laughs> what's the name <laughs> no, i mean i already know but like what's the name it's called deja you and it is on spotify and anywhere else and everywhere else yeah <laughs> um and i kind of just had another one of those moments similar to when i was like you know what i'm gonna get into jacobs like i'm gonna make this happen i was like you know what I'm going to record this song and put it on Spotify. Like, I want to make that happen. So I kind of just texted everyone that I knew. I was Instagram DMing people that I like randomly had a class with like 10 years ago. That, like, I knew new music people. <laughs> it was just crazy. Yeah, I got one of those texts. I was like, oh, music producers <laughs> out Google. <laughs> um, and also I was like, I don't really have any money either. So like, that's kind of an issue. So... <laughs> I ended up talking to one of my friends who was like, oh, I know someone. I randomly was in this guy's music video like two years ago. Let me invite both of you to my meditation circle thing. So (laughs) how to bring people together. I'm not kidding. So (laughs) I go to this meditation group thing and my friend is kind of like hinting to my now producer, Michael Bruner, like, oh, Michaela makes music, like, no, 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 she wrote this song, and Michael was like, oh, come to the studio sometime, and from then on, Michael and I have been working together nonstop, Michael's, like, one of my best friends, one of the most amazing people I've ever met, and, yeah, we released the song on Spotify, so that's how it happened. music video. Yes. Go yes. check it out on YouTube. <laughs> That also was another very challenging part of the process because I actually shot, edited, and directed my own music video. Wow. That's incredible. Which was very DIY, um, which is fine. Like, I think sometimes we think there are such high barriers to entry, whether it's doing a podcast or making music or making a music video. But really, like, if you have a phone, why not do it? You're, You're set. Yeah. It's not always about being the most professional. If you have a story to tell and you have value to add to other people, I say, I always say, just go for it. Yeah. This, I mean, this isn't important that much, but like you have the talent. Like, I feel like you really have the talent. After seeing the video, ditto. 
stop. I was like, like, <laughs> no, it's incredible. I was like, who did she contact in order to make this happen? And then learning that like you were majority of the process for it. Like, I was like, how this is incredible because sometimes we don't see the talent that we have in ourselves like other people have to see it so doing something completely by yourself Mm -hmm. and just not being afraid by executing it is a great way to showcase that and it's a great way to show it to the people who doubted you like yeah completely biggest comeback yeah (laughs) yeah it's Absorb the compliment. I'm like, ah. I see this beautiful compliment and it like sits around Michaela, but she doesn't like absorb it. Yeah. No, and like I I appreciate it so much and I appreciate having so many amazing people be so supportive and I always hope to support other artists out there or people who know that they have something that they want to do. And they just aren't ready to take those steps. And I always try to encourage people with whatever you guys want to do. Just, it can be a small step, but just start moving. Even for me, the biggest thing was just talking about it. Literally just talking about it. Being like, you know what? I want to get into Jacobs and being vocal about it. Mm -hmm. And because then if I failed, I was going to have to tell people didn't get in. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I was ready to do that as well or ready to tell people oh yeah I have a song on Spotify but like no one listened to it like oops you know it was fun just being ready to fail and ready to move on pivot try new things is probably the most important thing about doing anything creative or just anything at all anything I think when you do anything that is very important to you it as long as you know that you're not relying on the outcome Mm. or like the acceptance of others but that you did it yourself and that you feel good about doing it yourself because yeah um I've gone through a lot of things like this past semester and having friends around me who can be supportive with whatever I want to do even if it's as simple as last year applying to Kelly Mm -hmm. when I knew I didn't meet certain grade requirements but just knowing I can still apply and there's still a way to maneuver it and having friends who believe in me for that and not saying hey yeah, you you didn't meet the grade requirements. Mm. You're not gonna get, and you might as well not bother applying. Like mm-hmm. you have to find out a new major and everything. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like showing them that heck yeah, I not only found a new major and a way out of Kelly, but I still stuck through with it and I applied. Yeah. And I knew I was good enough to get in. Yeah. And just keeping it to myself and reflecting on it mm-hmm. for like knowing that you have that much power in yourself and believing in yourself for that. Yeah. I think that takes a lot. So I think it's important to surround yourself with a community of supportive people. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, at least, I'm learning more and more. Um, and, like, this is obvious, right? Quality over quantity. But you, I mean, I'm going to credit some of it to the business school. I'm going to credit some of it to my own upbringing. You think that, like, as the more people you know, um, the bigger your network can be. <laughs> so the, Kelly, yeah. the blah, 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 all of that. And that's true to an extent. But I honestly believe the quality of the people who are here to be for you, with you, to love you, for you to do all of the same is going to enhance and allow you to level up to that next stage so much quicker and with so much more, like, gratitude along Mm -hmm. the way. And I think about the fact that, like, I'm learning more and more, like, what things really tick me off about 
people or interactions. And like, honestly, I can just narrow it down to two. One is not having an active listener or someone who's like really listening to what you're saying and really engaging with you and really cares about you. And two, negativity if someone's like complaining and is you know, not bringing you up or is bringing in, like, gossip or talking about mm-hmm. other people, things like that. I just can't do it. And I'm sick and tired. And not that I'm, like, I was surrounded by it before because I mm-hmm. wasn't. But I'm just noticing that those quality differences really make it or break it for mm-hmm. me. And I'm learning to choose and cherish the people that do yeah. the things that yeah. aren't those things. I, I had a conversation with my web mentor. Shout out to Mia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> about this yesterday. It's... As we're growing up through college, we realize that... I mean, there was a tweet I saw. I don't even know why I'm mentioning this because it's so, like, cheesy and weird. But, like, I actually took the time to read through it the other day. And I was like, this is so true. It was... Sometimes when you're with the people, you either outgrow them or, like, you guys grow together. Or at one point, you outgrow them in some way. And it's like... We realize that in college when it's... There's a lot of people who are still honestly a little immature or and then they're in their own they're it's like a little bubble like everyone is in their little bubbles and I think it's important to get out of your own bubble and to really try to put yourself in the shoes of someone else and try to understand like that's where empathy comes into play and it's like um I may not have the same ambitions as you to uh audition for Jacobs or to try to combat two different majors or two different worlds but it's understanding that that is what you want to do and it's comparing it to your own life experiences like haven't I had such an ambition in my life or something that I wanted to complete and how did I want the people around me to react to that Mm. and acting off of that instead of just wow two different majors yeah that's your junior Mm, sorry bro yeah 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 Yeah. for sure kind of like people I've realized people who are very one-sided in their thinking and don't have the time to consider other people because this comes from me growing up and moving around and just having people look at me a little differently or seeing certain differences in my accent or like where I come from not really taking the time to understand what is she feeling or what is she going through versus just looking at the external factors and judging off of that so I mean that's something that I cannot stand yeah Well, how do you feel like when you're pursuing and doing a lot, because you have all these projects going on, (laughs) you have school going on, you know, your jobs, things like that, Mm -hmm. um, how do you, like, manage, I mean, I don't want to be like, how do you manage work, like, balance, how do you, like, (laughs) keep in touch with your friends, like, Mm -hmm. how do you hold on to the people that really matter to you, that sort of thing? That honestly has probably been one of the most challenging things for me to do, Mm -hmm. because... I'm so grateful for all the amazing people that I've met in college and that I have in my life. But there does come a point where, like, I'm not sleeping. I don't see my friends. I miss my friends. I kind of want to have more of a normal college experience where, like, I can go out and, like, see people instead of having four meetings on a Saturday and then working all night on more work. Um, But I think having people who just truly love me unconditionally and are always there for me and people who I can just call whenever and they'll drop everything 
and I hope they feel the same way about me because for me having priorities that involve my friends like if they really need something work can wait school can wait whatever I want to be there for them that's what's kind of allowing me to navigate that balance a little bit just always making sure that I remember why they're so important to me and trying to think about how I can be a better friend like even be a better daughter to my parents you know stuff like that just always trying to keep that in mind but I'm not gonna say that it's always peachy and it's always easy and sometimes I feel really guilty because I feel like I'm not making a big enough effort Mm -hmm. um and for the people in my life who I really love do you um like with friends at least do you ever have people like put pressure on you like do you ever feel pressure maybe they're not your friends anymore but they were like they had that expectation like you need to make time for me or like we haven't talked in so long like why is that like anything like that honestly I'm so grateful to have people who they understand yeah that I'm working really hard at the things that I am doing and they're just so supportive and they're you know, a lot of them are second semester, senior year. They don't really have too many classes and sure. things like that. So they're just always happy to help whenever they can, which is honestly, like, sometimes it just baffles me how nice people are. <laughs> I'm like, why are you, like, bringing me food? <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Um, or coming to pick me up at this, like, strange hour because I got stuck here. Like, <laughs> I yeah. don't even know. So, yeah, I guess people... I don't really feel that pressure because yeah. they understand and they see the results. They see, you know, they'll come to the show and be like, oh my gosh, that's why she could never hang out. She was always in rehearsal, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Okay. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jemani, do you have any other questions? Um, I mean, this is a question for both of you guys, I guess, or all of us to answer, but um, has there ever been a time in your life where you've had to make decisions with friends or like, um, family, like, friends, community circles versus pursuing what you wanted to do, like, battling that? Have you guys ever been in that situation before? Hmm. Yeah. Well, okay, I'll say probably, but I, I can't, I can't think of anything right now because nothing extreme comes to mind. But I will say, um, or even in everyday life, yeah, do you guys, do you guys ever go through that where it's like, this versus this or do you guys ever feel pressure to stay in touch with certain people or it's like oh if I do my work if I don't call them then there's this like you know that there's some sort of like distance that is growing between you two with friends or even with family with everyday lives Mm -hmm. you want to go (laughs) I guess for me yeah Sometimes when I get really stressed or even if I'm feeling really bad, um, like in college, I think a lot of people think like I'm the happiest person ever. Mm. But like I still struggle with really bad depression and anxiety. And on the surface, a lot of people don't see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what I tend to do, I guess this is, I don't know if this answers your question, but like I'll kind of detract from my friends and from my family because I like don't want them to have to see that I'm hurting because I know it's gonna hurt them. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's like saying no, that's doesn't have to answer the question. But yeah. it's just a 
talking point, I guess. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, I also tend to do that, isolate myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I would say, yes, I think that, like, I know there are times when I could give more and I could be a better version of myself, but I just mentally cannot do it in that moment or I just don't want to and I have no desire to. Then later I think about how can I refill that emotional bank account of, I don't know if I talked about this before, emotional bank account between any relationship that you have, you either take deposit, you put in deposits or you take out withdrawals. And when I know I'm taking out a withdrawal with someone that I love, um, I take a mental note of it or I write it down and next time I make sure I find ways to put deposits back in. So like that could mean if I'm like, if I didn't see my parents and I didn't come home for dinner because that's our Friday night always tradition, I will definitely be there on Saturday and Sunday and I will be there a little bit earlier and I will be there to like talk to them a little bit more instead of mm-hmm. just having dinner and leaving. Things like that. Um but that's like more reactive and I think this semester especially I'm trying to be more proactive. So literally writing down who are my priority relationships and what are guaranteed deposits I know will make them feel brighter mm-hmm. and like know will make them feel better. And then I make sure I implement that into my calendar or I do them in the week and I check off check it off because that's what holds me accountable. So those are the two things I would say. What about you? Um, to go off of that, um, this is just... I've noticed in my tight-knit close group of people in my life that whenever we do talk, it's, if I do, it's like a, it's like a multi-task version of like deposit and withdrawal within the same (laughs) conversation. Yeah. So it's like, if I deposit, I'll also withdraw within like the same sentence and then Mm -hmm. it'll keep happening back and forth. Okay. And that's how most of my, um, like FaceTimes are with like, like a lot of my best friends from back home. Or even phone calls with my family. So it's like, oh, this, this, this happened. But like, oh, like, how is this going? Like, so it's like at the same time. And it's gotten to the point where I haven't even realized it. So it's a constant, like, pull between my problems. Oh, what's happening? My problems. What's happening with you guys? Yeah. And then towards the end of that, it's a sense of, like, therapy, basically. Because it's like you get to find help while asking them how their life is going. It's like you teach yourself while you're talking to them in a way because interesting yeah it's like advice that you give to yourself but by telling them about it kind of do you know what I'm saying you kind of lost me at the last part okay (laughs) for being honest kind of like giving advice that you should follow yourself okay you know what I'm saying kind of like talking to them saying certain things to them but keeping in mind for yourself also Mm -hmm. like normally we know the advice we need and we tell it yeah. to other people but we yes. don't implement it for ourselves yeah yeah but when I do say that I'm very much lately trying to work on implementing it for myself first and then saying it to them and then reflecting back on whether I successfully implemented it or not gotcha. kind of that type of thing um but yeah okay um, so as we begin to wrap up, Meg, is there any advice you oh. have for people to follow their <laughs> follow their dreams, stay authentic to themselves? Because I think you you showcase the results. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Wow. Um, I guess I would say the number one thing is to not give up on yourself. And I still struggle with this literally every day. <laughs> 
of battling the narrative in my head that I can't do it and that I should just give up while I'm ahead. Mm. So I think to anyone, just keep going, persevere, and just know that there are going to be obstacles along the way. There are going to be people who tell you that you can't do it. There are going to be times where you feel utterly and completely lost and hopeless. And I think a lot of it is just trusting that everything that is happening in your life, whether it seems good or bad, is there to teach you something and just be open to learning from it because everything is working towards your good. You just might not see it in the moment. I got chilled. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. (laughs) She goes, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's, wow. Yeah, thank you for taking through such an inspirational journey. (laughs) My role model. (laughs) Seriously, like role model for like future kids out there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you want to wrap up? I mean, okay. I mean, to wrap up, um, I mean, it's been great having Michaela here. Yeah. 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 Um, don't know and Um, we'll see you we'll see you guys next week cool yes bye